Hey, weirdo. What's your superpower? And how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 2 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm Charlie White, and I'm so glad you're joining us here for the story today. Before we get into the show, our gaffer Sam is joining us to talk about a mistake that Gabe and I made two weeks ago. You see, we missed releasing an episode, and we decided we needed to be punished. Sam is here to talk about our punishment, but first, he wants to tell us about a new superhero idea he has. Sam, what's your superhero idea? Uh, Bob, that's my superhero. You have a superhero whose name is Bob. What can Bob do? He can, he can run in the, in the hallways. Bob can run in the hallways? Yeah. Are you sure he's a superhero and not a supervillain? I thought running in the hallways was usually against the rules. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, he can, um, he can make words that sound like Bob. That sounds like an awesome superpower. Now, Sam, can you tell us how you think Gabe and I should be punished for missing a week? I think you should talk about how cool Aquaman is. What? No. 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 That's terrible. Aquaman is already bad enough. We don't have to talk about him. Wait, no, no, Gabe. We have to take our punishment. So we have to somehow think about good things to say about Aquaman. Aquaman is so cool because he's a DC superhero. We said we should say good things about him. Aquaman has really green pants. Aquaman has really bad smelling... Good things, Gabe. Oh, wait a second. Aquaman has really cool dance parties. Aquaman has an interesting odor. Uh, Aquaman is so cool because he doesn't like Marvel. I prefer Marvel, guys. Aquaman survived Thanos' snap. That is so cool. I don't think I can do this much longer, Gabe. Do you have anything else good to say about Aquaman? Aquaman's name starts with an A. And on a test, an A is really good. Okay, that's it. I cannot stomach any more of Aquaman. Listeners, I'm really sorry you had to deal with that. Sam, I cannot believe how mean you are making us say nice things about Aquaman. No, I'm really smart. That's right, Sam. You you were so smart to come up with such a great punishment for us. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners before we get on to today's show? Uh, thanks for listening. Be weird. Previously on Just Us Weirdos, we saw Jules Jones going on a field trip with children from around the state for the Immigrant Heritage Scholarship Award. Jules wasn't too excited about this trip, but at least he had made friends with another girl on the trip named Tony Tabegda. Jules, Tony, and another strange boy who just called himself Welsh were touring a World War II-era nuclear submarine as part of their trip. And just as the three of them got down into the cramped heart of the ship, an alarm sounded. 
Before we get started with today's episode, I have a word of warning for any adults listening. Today's episode features an accident on a nuclear submarine. Why am I warning adults about this? Because nuclear submarine accidents can be dangerous for adults' health. So next time you're on a nuclear submarine, be careful. In the meantime, sit back, put a smile on your face, and think of something weird. It's time to get ready for issue number 24 of Just Us Weirdos. The Secret Origins of Fish Out of Water, Part 2. Evacuate! Evacuate the sub! This is not a drill! The presenter's voice echoes over the speakers in the submarine. Everyone get off! His voice is replaced by a calm, computerized voice. Binary consolidated, autopilot program engaged. Safety systems are online. Initiate automated nautical test. Jules hears a commotion behind them as the rest of the immigrant scholar kids are rushing out of the sub. He, Tony, and Welsh trip over each other, trying to get out of the reactor room. And Jules steps back, telling Tony to go first. She takes a step towards the hatch, but then speaks. Like, I feel dizzy. She puts a hand to her head, and it comes back with blood on it. Jewel says, I'll get help, and tries to step around her. But the narrow hallways of the submarine make this difficult. So he helps Tony to her feet, and they move to the hatch. But in her dizzy state, she can't seem to master the motion of ducking down and stepping up at the same time. A desperate human voice comes over the speakers again. Jules Jones, Tony Tabegda, Fisher Welsh, we know you're still on the sub. The sub is diving. You have to get off now. Join us at... The human voice on the loudspeaker is replaced with the computer one. Hacking attempt detected. Rebooting audio systems. Initiating firewall. Engines at 20% power. The three students all fall over as the sub lurches into motion. And the sound of the nuclear reactor seems powerful enough to make electricity for a whole state. Welsh scrambles over to a control panel and starts to mess around with it, knocking aside a sign that says, do not touch, and muttering to himself about finding a safety override and stopping the ship from piloting itself. Preparing to dive, comes the automated voice. The kids have just gotten to their feet, but they stumble again as the sub lurches in yet another direction. Somehow, the entire sound around them shifts as the submarine moves underwater. Everything seems somehow quieter and strangely peaceful for just a few moments. Until they hear a sound like a crushing can. Hull breach detected, the automated voice says. Attempting automatic reinforcements. We gotta get out of here, Jewel says. Tony, holding her bleeding head, rolls her eyes. Like, duh, genius. I bet it's comments like that that won you a scholarship. Welsh finally speaks to someone besides himself. I've almost got this radio working. I think I can talk to people on the surface with it. A sound like rushing air comes from the next room, and Jules looks through the door. 
A water leak has sprung through one of the submarine walls. And ocean water sprays in from a crack in the metal. Welsh stands up and throws his coat over the radio equipment, yelling, We can't let it get on the radio. We'll lose our contact with the surface. Tony, still holding her head, gets to her feet. She stands and pushes herself through the narrow hallway. Water sprays on Tony and Welsh, and the weird fluorescent lighting above them creates a strange rainbow effect that falls on both of them. Tony steps past the rainbow spray and throws a heavy metal hatch door shut. It won't close all the way, so she braces her hands on the wall and leans against it to prevent more water from coming in. Welsh goes back to playing with the radio controls. Dudes, I'm a swimmer, Jewel says. I can get out of here. Like we're underwater, Tony says, trying to hold her head and hold the door shut at the same time. I don't think that's a good idea. I concur, Welsh says, not looking up from the controls. The water pressure is going to be a problem. I can make this radio work. We'll call the adults and then they'll rescue us. The can-crunching sound of the hull breach echoes from behind the door Tony is holding. And it turns into a sound more like tearing metal. She lurches forward, away from the door, and water rushes into the room, covering the floor to ankle depth before Tony can throw herself against the hatch again. The fluorescent rainbow settles on Welsh, who's crying out, Keep the equipment dry! This pressure is totally serious. Tony says. I'm like having trouble holding the door shut. Guys, I'm going, Jewel says. I'm swimming. It's the only way. Welsh shakes his head. It's your funeral, but if you're going to do it, let's be smart. I'll hold this radio equipment high up in the room so it doesn't get wet. Yeah, like hold it up in the rainbow, Tony says. Tony, you open the door enough for Jules to get by. But know that the pressure is going to increase. You've got to get it shot as fast as you can and hold it like you're a titan. The kids nod and agree to the plan. Jules moves near the door and Tony counts. One, two, like three. She throws open the door and cold ocean water comes rushing into the nuclear reactor room. Jules dives into the water-filled room behind it, half crawling, half swimming. Welsh stands on a chair, holding the radio high overhead, illuminated by the strange rainbow of the mist and the fluorescent light. And the binary computer speaks again. Nuclear reactor breach detected. Reinitializing the nuclear core. And then everything goes white. The last thing Jules Jones sees before he dies is a foot-long blue fish swimming through the hall of the submarine. many days later. The first thing that tells Jules that he didn't actually die is the fact that he opens his eyes. Dead people don't do that. At least that's what Jules thinks. He realizes he's never been dead before. Jules is in a pure white room. The first thing he hears is, Oh honey, you're back! He turns his head to the side. He expects it will be painful. But it's not. In fact, he feels better than he ever has before. His mom is rushing to the bed. 
and she throws her arms around him. I was so scared. Jules hugs his mom back, and he looks around the room. It looks like it's some kind of hospital, and he's not wearing his own clothes. He's got some kind of gray sweatpants on, and a gray t-shirt with the Binary Consolidated logo on it. Mrs. Jones explains that Binary had sent a team of rescue divers after the sub when it accidentally launched, and they pulled the kids out of the flooded vessel. But the nuclear overload, Jewel says, that could not have happened. A sour voice comes from the door. Jules and his mom turn to see Mrs. Work, a senior executive at Binary Consolidated, entering the room. Before we let students on the ship, I had my engineers remove the nuclear reactor core from the ship. There was no breach. There was no overload. You and the other kids must have just scared yourself. I don't want you to feel scared, Jules Jones, and I don't want your family to be scared. Therefore, Binary Consolidated will cover all of your medical expenses. We have also established a college scholarship for you, for Mrs. Tobegda and Mr. Welsh. Although this accident is in no way my company's fault, we wish the best for you. And, Mr. Jones, I have one more matter I wish to discuss with you. I have looked at your application for the Immigrant Heritage Scholars Program, that took you to that submarine in the first place. You are a very interesting boy, and I believe we can do some very interesting work together. I'd like to offer you an internship at Binary Consolidated, working personally and directly with me. I believe the impact we can have together will be heroic. Thanks to you, dear listener. You can find us online at justusweirdos.com, where you can subscribe to our podcast and interact with us. Visit us at Twitter or Facebook at Just Us Weirdos, or send us an email at hero at justusweirdos.com. You can also find forms on our website to interact with us or send us your story ideas. Right now you're listening to Cinderella, used by permission from Love Hustler. Check out their music on Spotify. And while you're there, also check out Joe Karnwath. We're grateful to Joe for writing the theme music that you hear at the top of the show. Check out Joe's music online at joekarnwath.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos. Weirdos.